This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. This episode is a very special crossover episode with our friends Yeti Blanc and Andrew Streeter over at the Yes Maybe No podcast. Now, we recorded this a couple of weeks ago, and a lot has changed at ESPN since then. About 300 of their employees have been laid off, including one of our favorites, Chris Cody. Chris, we just want to say we love you, man. We are so sorry that this happened to you, but we know that you're going to get right back on your feet, and we cannot wait to see what is going to come from you in your next chapter. So without further ado, here is the crossover event of the year with the Yes, Maybe No podcast. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Yes, Maybe No. I'm your host, Yeti Blanc, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host. I'm Andrew Streeter. Thanks for coming. And today we have the privilege of being joined in the crossover event of the century by some of our very good friends at the Lauer After Hours podcast. Here's two of the best. How's it going? Yes, yes maybe, maybe no. no. <laughs> we have on with us at the moment and maybe joined later by others beep count hey Stiano. yo 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 lou rafter hello i am your host <laughs> <laughs> we've got Fleming m yo and possibly jeff jeff hi i'm jeff jeff my teams have won two championships in three weeks i am jeff well my dad is a lawyer <laughs> who did the errand? Yeah, who did the errand? I, that was me. It was Yeti. <laughs> awesome. Well, you have to get very quiet and look away from the mic <laughs> at the ceiling if you really want it to sound like Aaron. And I think so. <laughs> Our very first episode of Yes, Maybe No was revolving around a recent schedule change at ESPN that by the time this episode airs will be about three months into its making. Andrew and I wanted to discuss some of the new shows that were coming out, but primarily the changes that were being made to the Dan Lebitard show with Stu Gatz. We've had almost three months to get an idea of, of the new things they'll be bring that they've brought to the table so far. We made some guesses as to what would happen in the future. We've seen some of those things th come to fruition. We've seen some of those things not come to fruition. But we thought it'd be great to get our friends at the Lauer After Hours crew to join us and to talk about the last three months, how the schedule change has happened, what they like, 
what they didn't like, what Andrew and I guessed kind of right, and what we have gotten completely wrong so far. There's always time. Where Yeti was right. (laughs) I didn't make any imaging for that. (laughs) I prefer the imaging for where Streeter was wrong. Of course, of course. So, Andrew, why don't you get us started with a couple of things that you've noticed from the last three months, some of the new things that you've enjoyed? Sure. Well, I'm going to just, you know, preface this first with saying that I really only listen in this ESPN lineup to uh, the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gatz. And when I listen to the show live during the commercial breaks is when I actually get the sound bites of all the other shows that are happening. I have not seen anything from any of the other shows in the lineup, the new ones. So maybe I'm the, you know, the bad person to start with on that one. But as far as like changes to the Dan Levitard, show with Sugats go, I've really been enjoying having either the Big Sui or the local hour readily available like right when I start work every morning. I think that's been awesome. I also really like, even though sometimes it's only like seven to ten minutes long, I really like the post-game show because sometimes a lot of times that's where we're getting some of like the uh, the crucial cool little tidbits about what's actually going on behind the scenes and stuff like that. I think it's been a seamless transition for them. I feel like it's been full steam ahead and I, I think the show's um, just as good if not better than it was uh, beforehand. And I uh, don't think many other people would disagree with me, but maybe they would. What do you think, Flem? My favorite takeaway from what the changes have been, which seems Hollywood, is the Hank Azaria interviews, because I know that it's a bit, but it's actually talking to Stu and Dan. And like, so... I actually find that the relationship they're building there and what they're doing with their other Hollywood friends, quote unquote, to be entertaining. Um, I've actually found it harder to keep up because... As I read what the big Sui is going to be about, or even like the local hour at times, I almost have to prioritize like, okay, I'll listen to that later and I'm going to start with hour one, depending on who's on the local hour. Like if Mike Ryan's having the basketball experts on, I'm like, okay, that's something I can listen to on downtime. So I've actually found it harder to keep up with time, even though they lost a quote unquote lost an hour. But overall, I think the content has been I mean, excellent. I think it's been creative. I'm not saying that as a fanboy. I think they've tackled it head on. Let's go to Stiano. So, uh, you know, for me, other than Dan Levertard, the only other thing I really listen to on ESPN is Bomani. And so I've really enjoyed the Big Suey, especially when they have Bomani on. Also, as an aside, not directly related to the radio show, but highly questionable. Having Bomani on two, three times a week to me has been really enjoyable because him and Dan can go back and forth on a high level of conversation and have two totally different opinions that both have some validity to it in how, you know, what Bomani's experienced as an African-American and what Dan's experienced as a Cuban exile parents and all that stuff. So that's been really enjoyable for me because I've always enjoyed Bomani. And the more I get him on the Dan Lambertard show the happier I am. Not that I don't love Dan and Stu and the guys, but I always feel like Bomani brings something different that they obviously don't get all the time. So that's been a bonus for me. For sure. Bomani, yeah, his content is bar none some of the most unique content that's out there. Beep count. What are one or two of your favorite things? So my favorite thing and me being kind of a big analytics guy, uh, I actually went back and looked at some of the numbers. I took a random five-day stretch in January before pandemic, before obviously the schedule change. And between the local hour and the three normal hours, you were getting about two hours and 22 minutes, two hours and 25 minutes of actual (laughs) podcast time. Now, over the past five days, we have gotten just over three hours and eight minutes of podcast time between local hour, the Big Suey, 
hour one and two and the post game show. This is including some of those segments being cut out because of songs that they can't play on the radio. And one of those post game shows didn't even make it air because Mike forgot to hit record. People were all up in arms about, oh, they're taking away an hour from the show. Well, you actually just got basically 40 free minutes of show. You're welcome. <laughs> and a hundred less ads. So when you say 40 more minutes, is that of all local hours, Suey, and the two hours? Because I think people's biggest upset is the true form of the show. Yeah, so that was the local hour, Big Suey, hour one, hour two, and post-game show combined. And so that kind of hints to what I was thinking. Like, there are times in... I, don't, I mean, look, we all have our own opinions of what we find entertaining, so nothing's personal, but there's times where I can read a big suey or a local hour weekend, like, oh, I'm good. Like, And I don't say that to insult it. I say that to understand people's frustration with losing a true hour of the show. Well, I think a lot of that, that losing that true hour of the show comes a little bit just from the hemming and hawing that naturally happens when there's something different introduced, when there's change. It helps to reemphasize that Dan says all the time, not all the content is going to be for everybody. They do have a lot of people that listen to everything and that's awesome but they really you know kind of the idea behind what the show's doing now and also with the Levitard and Friends podcast network they want to make a buffet and you can take what you want I also think some of it has to do with people were getting three hours on radio or TV they weren't listening to the local hour necessarily and so for them they've lost an hour because they have to go now find it on the podcast versus it's on my TV or it's on my radio that I listen to driving to work or sitting at my desk or whatever there are two people who like to listen in real time. And if you're telling me, oh, four hours from now, it'll be available to download. You'd be like, I, I can't do that. I don't have that time. I am a fan of whoever does such a great job at turning those things around so quickly. That That's really cool. And because that's not an easy job. Uh, resetting real quick, just to make all the people mad who get mad about Lauer After Hours resetting. You're listening to Yes, Maybe No <laughs> and Lauer After Hours crossover episode. Um, <laughs> we've uh, We've got Morgan from Australia has rejoined us. Hi, Morgan. Welcome back. We are going around the room, hitting on a couple of our favorite things of the change to the Levitard show. And we are now at Lou Rafter. So I'm that guy that Ant was talking about. Like, I've always listened to the show on the radio and I'm always like, all right, from 10 to one, don't interrupt me. Like I'm listening. This is what I'm doing. And so I still like what they've done, but like, I miss that having that 10 to one. And I generally like with all the new content and stuff, like, and I don't read the descriptions. I just, whatever, whatever's first comes up, and before 10 o'clock, I just listen to it. And so even if I'm not done with it, I switch over to the national show when it starts at 10. I like listening to it live instead of going back. And then I'll kind of jump around. And if I like the local hour, I'll listen to it. And if I like the big suey, I'll listen to it. And if not, I just, you know, I'll just skip it. Morgan, what are a couple of the things that you've enjoyed with the Levitard schedule change? Um, I like the post-show recap. Kind of feels a little more like a little a little less formal, and I, I like the wind down from it. I've always been a podcast listener, so it doesn't really bother me in what order they come in or what comes in or. It works for me. My favorite thing that they've introduced so far is Shane Bacalata. <laughs> Just bored. I love that character so much. As soon as he said, I got the, I got out the fungo, that had me. My least favorite thing is Harry the horse. Oh, no, no, no. Not Shane. Shane, yeah. No, Shane, the character without getting behind. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Harry the horse. I'm like, I get what you're trying to be, but it's like not even done in a creative way. It's just so slapstick. But yeah, so Shane Bacalada, I like having yeah the the fact that the big suey or the local hour will drop earlier in the day, and I agree with Anthony. The increased presence of Bomani is wonderful for me. I completely agree, though, as somebody who doesn't hear that voice regularly, to hear his 
opinions and his thoughts and to have somebody make you think no matter what he's talking about i take so much from listening to all of his content i love it stiana why don't you hit us with one or two things that you haven't been the biggest fan of well i mean for me none of the other shows have given me anything I'm remotely interested in. Um, the only one that I've sort of liked is Kellerman because before he went to LA, and this is going back probably a decade at least, he did a New York show. And also he did Around the Horn before Tony did Around the Horn. Um, and so I've been a fan of Kellerman, even though he's sort of exaggerated comical on first take. I haven't minded his show, but to me, the other ones are just Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zuban. seem like you threw three guys together who have never spoken and said, do a show together. Like, it just seems so disconnected. There's so much, not even like over-talking, but like, you know, Keyshawn loves football, hates basketball. Jay Will loves basketball, hates football. And it's like a non-fun dynamic. And then, I mean, don't even get me started on Greeny. The 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 morning show, Zubon, and uh, Stan, you mentioned this. As soon as I heard him on Stupidity, I was like, okay, I would never want to hear this guy talk again because he couldn't, he's still answering that question from that podcast. Like, that dude would not come up for a breath one time. Like, I, I have zero interest in hearing him talk ever again. Andrew, you, you mentioned from the get-go that you were like, you know, well, I can't really comment on the others because I haven't, you know, I, I've not even tried. But <laughs> is, are there anything from the Levitard show changes that you uh, are, are less enthused by? No. I mean, I'm pretty easy to please, man. I I, <laughs> I know that, like, that's probably not. I mean, you do a podcast with me, so you have to be. Sure. I really like pretty much everything that I do. I know that's like a super boring answer. The only thing that I'm not, like, super into, like I said earlier was when billy wants to talk about the challenge or whatever I, I didn't even know that was a show until you know they started talking about it um beep what's something you have disliked from the change i gotta be honest with work and you know baby beep number one baby beep number two i have no time to listen to literally anything else i listen to you know the three hours and ten minutes of the podcast either on my way to work while i'm doing paperwork then i'm away home and that's about it so i <laughs> yeah i don't dislike anything about this new thing so so the news this week yeah let's pivot a little bit we've been discussing the changes of of christmas past now we are uh, the changes of Christmas yet to come that were announced this week regarding that the show will no longer be on ESPN News, but will be moving as far as the simulcast is concerned to ESPN Plus. Maybe I'm speaking from a place of privilege here because I already have ESPN Plus. I mean, this will be pretty much the only thing I use ESPN Plus for other than the 30 for 30s. But I'm curious, you know, very selfishly speaking, as far as the visual platform of the show moving to ESPN Plus, does that nix the ability for, you know, produced shows? songs to be played oh geez don't say that i didn't even think about that now you've ruined my entire night and i'm going to log off thank you <laughs> why you'll be the last three award winner <laughs> and only when is that change supposed to happen november 9th uh oh geez it? and i just wrote my first song what a what bad timing let's pump the brakes here guys we don't know what this means. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, but reckless speculation is so much more fun. I like to think that it's going to be the same live broadcast and you tune in for ESPN Plus and then whatever. I mean, I th but I don't know. So, oh, frick. Sorry, I didn't get to say what I hated. What I hated is that I can't call the Lauer anymore. Um, so I'm concerned about how this further impacts my ability to dial the bat phone. 
You should just call it randomly. Just whenever. <laughs> well, I did. I I called it during the Twitch just to see what yeah. would happen, and and then I got on. So and Billy answered right. You were the star of the Twitch. No, Mike. Mike answered. He was like, um, hello. I was like, hey, Mike Morgan. He's like, um, what? <laughs> and because I was watching the Twitch, I could see his reaction like like. 20 seconds later. It was great. <laughs> Guys, I don't think that this is going to be the end of being able to play shows on the air because the radio is still an aspect of this. They're not pulling them off the radio. That's a great point. Yeah, it's just a visual that's moving, right? Who knows? But yeah, there is still the radio aspect. So yeah, that's a really good point, Andrew. I'm with you, Streeter. I don't think that's at risk right now. Okay, so let's go a little bit to back to our episode number one of this. We listed a few things that we thought might happen. And I want to see kind of, you know, some of the things that we listed that we got right, that we got wrong, or, you know, just haven't happened yet. Um, first of all, uh, we, we made a reference to Naked Chris. And while it wasn't under Chris's um, consent, <laughs> Dan forced Naked Chris upon us all. So Naked Chris happened. Ding. Andrew had a great question about the Sports Center updates. They had tried it in the past with Christine Lisi, but it got kicked after a couple days because they couldn't do the and finalies. But then they brought it back with Christine Lisi, and she's doing the and finalies. Finalies. We we had we we weren't sure if that would happen or not, but that was a question. Would we have Christine's wonderful voice reading messages about fart facts? Let me just say real quick before you continue there that that is also a big highlight of these changes for me. That they've been able to bring Christine in to do those, but it doesn't feel like it's been an, an, a hindrance on the show to not have Stu do them anymore. They get to play their fun little game and bring in a polished professional in to play. <laughs> to be dumb with them and she she just fits in seamlessly with them and, and of course how can we not love the kazoo version of the sports center theme as done by lorenzo beep what's something that you would have guessed may or may not happen that either has or hasn't happened since the change one thing i thought would happen would be that uh the powers that be would realize that the show was going to be the future of digital at espn so kind of force in the hand of the best most downloaded podcast in in uh, espn's lineup and then again forcing that change to the espn plus trying to boost their um, digital footprint there. So that's one thing I thought was going to happen, and now it's happening. Right. That's something we brought up in episode one as well. Was this kind of a way to diss it Dan and the crew, or was it Norby being you know a genius and seeing that the push to digital is the way to go? And now, yeah, as you brought up, they, they announced this week the ESPN Plus changeover as another way to push things more in the digital realm. So, Stiano, what's something that you would have anticipated would have been a product of the change that either has or hasn't happened? So, I've been surprised, the two apiece not included, how much they've seen to lean into show songs and parodies. I would have expected they would have tried to tighten up and be more the solid content during the two hours and then done some of the more fun stuff in the other extra hours. And I feel like they've sort of just said, no, we're leaning in on this and you got a good song, we're going to play it and we're going to... You know, not use the listeners exactly, but use them positively by getting more people involved, by having people here. Hey, I, you know, Doliac works, so let's do it for Tua. Let's let's have thirty guys call and. 31 of them will suck. And yes, I meant it that way. You know, like, and then every so often we'll get Streeter or we'll get James or we'll get somebody and, you know, you'll get something that's like, we got to hear this. That's hot. That's like really well done. Before we move on, let's reset real quick. You are listening to the Yes, Maybe, No and Lauer After Hours crossover event of the century. Sponsored by Quibi. Sponsored by Quibi. Who ain't paying his crap because they're out of business. Um, who just joined from the Lauer After Hours link? It's me, Mark. 
Oh, hi, Mark. Mark! Mark just arrived from his private jet. Listen. He's taking his meds, making all that noise. That's what caused all the signals, yeah. Air Force One over here. So, 46,200 followers on Twitter currently. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan's AOL email. Don't forget that. And Dan's email. Things are really happening for me. What's going on? What did I miss? Everyone re- recap exactly what happened. Go, go over every, every detail. All right, so recap, 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 done. Um, <laughs> so... Welcome to the Mark Podcast. We've just covered kind of what we've liked and disliked about the the schedule shift. We've talked about the ESPN Plus change a little bit, and now we're kind of into what are some things that we thought might happen that either have or haven't happened yet. I don't, you never know what to expect, but I think it's remarkable how a show that is based on the chemistry of the people on it has managed to sort of hit that mark that we're used to and keep their fans happy throughout this pandemic with being at home and juggling Zoom and all the issues that that is and now providing more content than they were doing before. I think that there hasn't been enough gratitude towards them for what they have provided. Yeah, that's one of the recipes to the show that makes them uniquely qualified to adapt to a pandemic is it's such a crap storm anyway. Let's throw it to uh, Mark from Reddit. Well, I I maintain that ESPN does not know what they have. So I think they don't realize the loyal fan base that the Levitard show has and it's Barstool-esque where we'll follow them anywhere. Mike Greenberg has people that like him, but no one truly cares what he says or what he does where this universe has a real following it's it's howard stern it's barstool-esque and they have no idea what they have and it's frustrating for me as someone who runs a stupid little fan site that they're constantly being like shoved to the side when really it should be embraced like in a time of where media is splintered and it's hard to get people to be loyal and everyone has 40,000 things they can watch. Like every, every day someone's like, have you seen this TV show? I'm like, no, because I have 40,000 other TV shows that you told me to watch yesterday and I can't get to it yet. <laughs> but God forbid, I, I listen to this damn radio show every day for the, my whole life because I love it. And so other people do, cause I can do it while I work and podcasts are special and they don't realize what they have. And it drives me fucking insane that they keep pushing this show off to the side <laughs> When God damn it, you should be thrilled that you have a show that has loyal fan bases that will follow them anywhere, and they keep pushing it off to ESPN Plus, and before you know it, it's only going to be on AM radio, we're going to have to be getting transistor radios out, and I'm going to be on a goddamn hill with a radio and a speaker to hear this fucking show, because ESPN thinks that they want to hear about sports all goddamn day, when we want to hear about animals and bullshit else, but they can't fucking do it, they keep ruining this goddamn show, and it drives me fucking nuts. Anyway, they'll hang up and listen. I love the idea of Mark giving each one of his followers a TV show. Oh, 46,000 of them. <laughs> so, uh, transist into, you know, we're, we're going to start wrapping up here in a second, but I know something, a couple things that Andrew referenced that we wondered if they would come back that haven't happened yet. Uh, we haven't really seen. Allison hasn't been on the local hour or anything yet, correct? I think one time she was. Like, she ran, I think, like, once. So we haven't had any of the Exploring series returns. Roy's Realm has not come back yet. I'm really missing that. Yeah, we had that conversation yesterday with Jimmy about how much we missed Roy's Realm. I think that's probably hard for them to do, like, over Zoom, right? Just because, like, the whole feeding off each other. Yeah, yeah that very well could be it. Well, also, didn't Roy say when he joined our podcast how much he hated Roy's Realm? Yeah. He hated it. Initially, he did. Something that we did get right, or so far it seems that they've gotten right is that whether it is by espn design 
or just out of sheer will of the show, they've been able to take anything that's been thrown at them and make it better. You want to cut one of our terrestrial hours? Sure, cut it, but we're going to still get more listeners. Um, and that has held true so far. Mike revealed this week. Oh, you want to move us to ESPN Plus? Okay, fine. We're going to run with it. it. It's been interesting to hear their tone this week is different than leading up to the initial schedule change. I think that maybe they realize that no matter what they do to them, they can't sink this ship. And so they pushed back last time. So why not lean in this time? Because they're only getting bigger. Dan flexed. I mean, Dan basically brought in Hollywood when they did this. He brought in one of the biggest producers in Hollywood. He brought in, like, what he did is he just flexed on day one. Like, okay, I'm going to bring in some heavy hitters that actually, like, his fans aren't just us, although we're the low ones. Like, this dude has, like, the most creative minds that enjoy his show to be creative. And he flexed. And I think he won temporarily. Well, I wonder if when they did the initial uh, schedule change, if Mike never heard, you know, the why behind the why for the shift. But now with the move to ESPN Plus, if he's got a little bit more of that why behind the why are we moving to ESPN Plus and okay, this actually makes sense. Now I get why we're actually doing this. And that's why they're given that 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 full kind of, you know, pledge of support the move to the uh, ESPN Plus. I feel like there's probably some additional optimism in this move because they probably have detailed of this move that we don't have yet and they probably like that they probably like what's gonna come whether that's how they slice up their stuff digitally how it's organized on espn plus and yeah i think there's probably details that are forthcoming that they know that, that we don't yet and i'm excited to find out what those are lou what about you uh what are we talking about again <laughs> quibi <laughs> quibi which was a short film in itself <laughs> So, um, Stiano and Lou, uh, uh, final thoughts on the overall change? I still like it. I'm always going to like it. Honestly, I don't know what they could do other than getting rid of Dan and Stu. I'll probably love the show no matter what. My final thoughts as someone who DVRs it every day and watches those two hours on DVR, I'm not a huge fan of the Ethan Plus thing. I also still have the fear that when contracts come up, they're going to be breaking up the band because some people are going to want to stay or have to stay. You know, Mike's building his career at ESPN and someone like Dan's going to be like, I don't want to deal with their baloney anymore. And I think we're going to lose the band. So that's my biggest fear going forward is that eventually the band's just not going to stay together because they can't. Right. We know there's going to be an end someday. I think they're good for at least one more contract renewal as long as things don't go completely sideways with ESPN. If we see this digital thing really take off the way that the show has proven they can do, I think we're good for at least one more contract renewal. Uh, so you guys think that they'll stay there for another contract at ESPN? Because I like I found it really interesting the amount of mentions recently of Sirius XM just in normal conversation, like just being uh, waved in. Like so, Dan was actually in negotiation with them during his last contract. It was between ESPN and Sirius XM, and that's actually the reason I enjoyed the Hank's area is the way Stu talked there made me realize like okay, I think this is legitimately. Good stay together i think dan's worth enough to pay for that crew yeah i agree now whether the crew will go with him uh, you know that's up to them individually i don't know i imagine they would all stick with him but like uh styano brought up was that you know mike's got himself a pretty good foothold right now and he's <laughs> supremely talented impeccably yes he, he he produces that show impeccably I think the back row stay with Dan, but Mike might be on to bigger things, maybe. He could be. He could be. But he might stick around with Dan, too, depending on what that next opportunity for the show is. If they were to leave ESPN, what is it for? 
Dan might have his trepidations about anyone who leaves ESPN and their ability to really succeed outside of it, but I don't think he would have spent so much time building the team that he has and building them up to do things individually if he didn't think that they could survive elsewhere and thrive elsewhere. Yeah, other people might have built one program, but he's like he's built a network. He's bigger than all the people he talks about when they leave, and maybe that's just because he eats more. I think the one thing we can all agree is that we'll kind of follow them wherever they go, whether it's ESPN, whether it's Sirius, whether it's they start their own, you know, Stugat somehow starts his own radio station <laughs> and negotiates them all down into lower salaries. One way or another, they'll all find a way to put out an impeccable show, and I think we'll ride or die with them. Um, I'm going to give, because of the passion that was exhibited earlier, I'm going to give Mark the floor for the final thought. Thanks for having me. What I'll say is I will not follow them if they go on Napster. That's my, I draw the line there. Um, but I think really ESPN needs to get their shit together and just realize that this is a one-of-a-kind show that they have. And if they start disrespecting the show anymore, I'm going to change nothing about my behavior and continue to listen. But I'll be very angry on Twitter and uh, they won't like it. So it's a little warning. And you will tell 46,000 people. Yes. I will retweet some things from Awful Announcing and that NY Post guy who always says all the rumors. I will retweet all their articles. It's a little warning. A little, little warning for Eisner. So that's all. I don't know. It'll be fine. They're, they're good enough. Good people always, I guess, find a way to, they'll, they'll, they'll be fine in the end. But it's just, it's just frustrating. That's all. Good talk. You sound like a frustrated parent, Mark. Well, I am. I guess I am like, all the time. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Honestly, it's ridiculous. Gosh. Um, all right. So right, I'm going to bed, y'all. Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for another episode of Yes, Maybe No and Lauer After Hours. Lauer After Hours crew, thank you so much for joining us and having this conversation. You can find our show on Twitter and Instagram at Yes, Maybe No Pod. What is the Lauer After Hours handle for Twitter and Instagram? It is at Laughter Hours on Twitter and Lauer After Hours on Instagram. And if you need a nice shirt, check out shop.lauerafterhours.com. Very good. Thank you. At Stugat's Army 790. Stiano, where can they find you on Twitter? At Stiano, S-T-A-I-A-N-O. Beep Count. That's at Beep Count on Twitter. Fleminem, where can they find you on Twitter? At Fleminem underscore raps. Lou Rafter. At Stugat's Army 790. Morgan from Australia. Uh, that'd be it. At Morgan from Australia. Join the family. We've reached a thousand. We're coming for Mark. And I'm not selling anything but my soul. And Mark from Reddit. Uh, Levitard underscore. Wait, no, wait. I got wrong. Levitard underscore Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's be honest here. I'll tell you where to go. That's the hell. Speaking of hell, Art Broyles. <laughs> Levitard underscore Reddit. 46,200. Thanks again, everyone. This was awesome. And until next time. Our, our cross, cross always the best. best. Yes, yes, maybe no. Our cross, cross always, always the best. best. Yes, yes, maybe no. no. <laughs> that was <laughs> so bad. <laughs>Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. 
legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.